This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 3 of That 6. I'm your host, Kyler Bills, and I'm excited to talk to you, all of you yet again. I am still reeling from a very, very disappointing Sunday um, of, of football today. So uh, some things never change, um, and I've come to understand that. Uh, one thing that I do know for sure is that the Kyler, Bur- Kyler Bills curse is alive and real uh, in this world when it comes to these sports teams. Uh, But yeah, we have a lot to get into in this episode, Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into episode three. So for my weekly pick'ems, I did end up going nine and seven, not great, which does, you know, obviously brings my season pick'ems to nine and seven as well. Not great, not bad. Uh, there was some surprise, really surprising games that we're going to test on later, um, and then some that I just missed on, right? And then my bold pick, we'll talk about that later, later. Uh, but th- it was really a crazy week in football. <laughs> like, why, what the hell? Um, no, but uh, we will talk a lot about um, this week. It was an action-packed week. A lot of stuff happened, you know, good for your team, bad for your team. I don't know, man. We'll just jump into it. Um, starting off with Thursday night football, the first upset of the week, upset of the year so far, maybe. Probably not, actually. Um, the Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Let's Kansas City Chiefs make that, you know, at that um, 21 to 20, uh, Jared Goff leading the charge for the, the Lions hit with 22 of 35 for 253 yards and a tutty. David Montgomery leading the Lions on the ground with 21 carries for 74 yards and a tutty. Josh Reynolds leading the uh, Lions throughout the air as well with four receptions for 80 yards. For the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes 21 of 39 for 226 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Mahomes leading the Chiefs on the ground as well, six carries for 45 yards. And then Marquez Valdez Scantling. For the Chiefs, with two receptions, 49 yards. Um, the the Lions kind of controlled the total yards, win that by about 50 yards, even one to one on the turnovers. Except, you know, the Lions was was a much more crucial turnover. Um, and then the the Lions edged the Chiefs with two more first downs and about five more minutes time of possession. So, man, let's talk about the game, right? So, you know, they come out. Have a, have, a, have a nice little touchdown drive at the end of the first quarter for the, the Detroit Lions with a, a pass from Jared Goff, Goff to a minor St. Brown. Um, Rasheed Rice with his first touchdown in the NFL, uh, at least regular season game, um, from from Patrick Mahomes from about a yard out, and then a Blake Bell. <laughs> Who the hell is Blake Bell? <laughs> from, from four yards out from Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then Brian Branch to get things started in the third quarter, evens up the game at 14 points with a 50-yard pick six that was just – we're going to talk about it a little later, bro. Just right off Stonehands' hands. Um, and then a Harrison Butker field goal put the Chiefs up three with two minutes and 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Harrison Butker field goal put the Chiefs up six with 12 minutes left. And then a David Montgomery eight yard touchdown run brought the Lions within or above one, you know, leading by one. Um, and man, it was enough to seal the deal. So. You know, rapid reactions, not going to... I got a lot to get into in this episode, so I won't spend a whole lot of time, you know, on each game. Uh, but but I'd like to spend, you know, a couple minutes on each game, respectfully. Um, because the Lions definitely deserve their time here, right? And don't 
yes, the win is a little tainted with, you know, no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones, but don't take it away from him, bro. Like, Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback, and to go, go into Arrowhead, beat him first game of the year, um, it's and, – and, you know, it's hard. I don't know if uh, – I don't know if the Lions beat Patrick Mahomes or if the Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because there's levels to it, you know. Um, Patrick Mahomes had no help. You know, he, he didn't play stellar with 21 of 39 for 226, two touchdowns and an interception. But he didn't play bad, right? And, and everybody who watched the game understands how bad truly the Kansas City wide receiving core was in this football game. So, I don't know, man. Take it as you will. But but something I'm gonna, I've am gonna i taken from this is that the Detroit Lions are here and they're here to stay, man. Um, after the week one performance, definitely my favorite in the AFC North now, even though I did pick the Vikings and I do have to stick to that. And I think the Vikings will be okay and we'll touch on that a little later. But, man, the Lions look good, man. The Lions look really, really good. I like to see them get Jameer Gibbs more involved in their offense. Jameer looked really good. I was really interested or really like – Knocked back, I guess, to not see Jack Campbell as much as what I wanted to. Uh, Jack, Jack Campbell looked very good. He had a really nice pass deflection. Um, but but Jack Campbell's a dog. J- Jameer Gibbs looked very good. Jared Goff looked good. You know, David Montgomery looked good. Amonor St. Brown looked good. Imagine if Jamison Williams could stay on the field and stay out of suspension. Like, the Lions would just be that much, you know, that much more competitive. Something that I'm crazy, like, confused with, I thought C.J. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was out for the year, right? Like, I I was pretty confident in this. And then he's out there playing. And and let it be known that when C.J. Gardner-Johnson is on the field, you're going to know that he's on the field, whether it be through his trash talk, his play, or both. Um, But we definitely knew C.J. Gardner Johnson was out there on the field. Uh, but yeah, man, the Lions looked really good as far as what I see from Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to be fine. I think they'll still come out of the West, obviously, and, and still be an AFC championship team, in my opinion. So I uh, got that pick wrong, right? Thursday night football, you never want to get Thursday night football wrong and just sets a, a bad tone for the whole week. And then I went 0 for 2, right? Uh, the Carolina Panthers fall at Mercedes Benz Stadium to the Atlanta Falcons, 10-24. Leading the charge for Carolina was Bryce Young with 20 of 38 for 146 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Miles Sanders leading the Panthers on the ground, 18 carries for 72 yards and a fumble. Hayden Hurst leading the Panthers throughout the air with five receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18 for 115 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Algier, 15 carries, 75 yards and two touchdowns. Kyle Pitts leading the Falcons through the air with two receptions for 44 yards. As far as Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson was 10 carries, 56 yards uh, with no touchdown um, throughout through on the ground, but then receiving Bijan was six of 27 um, for one touchdown. So where do I start? I will touch on this. I will touch on this. Um, one of the only bright spots for Carolina was uh, two of their anchors, you know, down, down low on the defensive side of the ball, Derek Brown, nine tackles, one sack, two tackle tackles for loss. Um, and then Brian Burns, seven tackles. It has it on ESPN as one and a half, but hype man Lucci, his brother said that they got this changed to two sacks. Um, on the game for Brian Burns. So a two-set game for Brian Burns has to feel really good with an extra tackle for loss there. Um, and a force fumble on that for Burns. And then Jesse Bates, uh, Fort Wayne alumni, uh, Fort Wayne Snyder. He actually, his jersey was retired. 
I'm at my junior year week two game of high school football. But anyways, Jesse Bates, 10 tackles, two pass deflections, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Uh, This is not the only time that you're going to hear Jesse Bates' name today. Um, So please stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, man, Um, the Atlanta defense won this game for him. Uh, The interceptions were just major. You know, both interceptions were in Carolina territory. Uh, Jesse Bates won this game for him. Carolina looked bad, man. I was was working the Indiana Matt Hoosier preseason open, but I have Sunday took it, so I was watching the game. And after the first drive, I mean, you can ask Josh Howell, who's my buddy, who was standing there with me. I was like, man, Carolina's not playing around. Like, we drove down the field. Or first of all, we stopped Atlanta on like within two drives, I think. Uh, I can check the play-by-play here. Um, but yeah, we stopped. We, no, we stopped Atlanta three and out. And then a turnover on downs. Which went, went, oh, my Lord. Which we were down to the 11-yard line for Atlanta. Fourth and one, go for it. And then, of course, we give it to Chuba Hubbard, and he does not get it. But um, yeah, man, and then Carolina was just flat after that. Ended up putting 10 points on the board. Missed opportunity after missed opportunity. J.C. Horn is now hurt. Uh, Brady Christensen, our left guard, goes to IR. Man, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive. That's all I'll say. Um, I feel like this mic is so close to my face. And I I like it, but I don't want you guys to, like, you know, be shell-shocked by my voice. Um, as far as Atlanta, I, don't, I still don't think Atlanta is a very good football team, which is what makes it so difficult. Uh, you know, I just... I think that they did enough to get that win there. Um, that's enough. I'll say. Uh, I don't. I was not impressed. Not impressed by Desmond Ritter, um, the Atlanta running backs, which I, I did say was going to pose a threat. Definitely posed a threat in this football game. So, you know, hey man, it is what it is. You move on. Uh, so I went zero two in my picks there. Moving on to probably one of, if not the biggest upsets of Week One. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, I know I know the game, but I did pick the Cincinnati Bengals over the Browns. Um, but the Cleveland Browns actually 24-3 over the Cincinnati Bengals um, at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Joe Burrow with his worst game of his NFL career so far. Uh, or his lowest day, I guess. I don't know if it's his worst. I think he had three picks in like one half last year. Uh, but Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, 14 of 31 for 82 yards. Joe Mixon, 13 carries for 56 yards. Jamar Chase, five receptions for 39 yards. And for Cleveland, 16 of 29, 154 yards, one touchdown, one interception for Deshaun Watson. Nick Chubb, 18 carries for 106 yards. Elijah Moore, three receptions for 43 yards. For Cleveland, they started off with a Dustin Hopkins 42-yard field goal and a Deshaun Watson 13-yard run to put them up 10-0. to uh, Evan McPherson comes back with a 42-yard field goal, answered by Dustin Hopkins with a 34-yard field goal, uh, and then Dustin Hopkins with another 43-yarder. And then Harrison Bryant with a three-yard pass from Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, man, the Browns pretty much dominated this game, and it was pretty much the Browns' defense. Like, let's, let's not, you know, I mean... Cincinnati, 142 total yards to Cleveland's 350. Cincinnati had no turnovers. Cleveland did have two. Uh, and then six first downs for Cincinnati the whole game, and Cleveland with 21 first downs. Uh, Cleveland winning the time of possession battle by about 11 minutes. So, man, a real shocking game. Like, if there was a game that I was pretty locked in on that I was not going to get wrong, it would probably be the Cincinnati Bengals-Cleveland Browns game, right? You know, the Browns don't impress me all that often. 
all that much. Um, wow, my Snapchat just recorded a video of me that I didn't know I took. And my double chin looks atrocious, cuz. <laughs> Anyways, that's not why y'all are here. Um, wow, man. Okay, this is not the time to do it. Okay, yeah, I got to tee up. I got to tee up. Um, anyways, yeah, man, Cleveland looked good, man. There's no uh, – I still don't think it, it changes many – oh, just smacked my microphone. I don't think it changes anything for me outside of one pick them wrong, um, which I did start 0-3. I think Cincinnati's going to bounce back, and I actually have them bounce back, bouncing back against a very good football team in the Ravens this week. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Uh, as far as Cleveland, I still probably see Cleveland getting third, fourth, third at best in the AFC North. Um, but if you're a Browns fan, that defense sure sure did lock up. So that was my thought process going 0-3 on my pickums. And you thought you thought I was done with 0-3. Man, wow. Why is it so low? Like <laughs> – Oh, no, 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 I got this game right. I got this game right. Okay, I thought I, for some reason, I just thought I picked the Colts. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 31-21 over the Indianapolis Colts um, at Lucas Oil Stadium. For Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, 24 of 32 for 241 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Travis Etienne for Jacksonville, 18 carries for 77 yards and a tutty. Calvin Ridley making his Jaguars debut with eight receptions, 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then for the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson, who looked the best out of the rookie quarterbacks, uh, at 24 of 37 for 223 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Anthony Richardson also on the ground, 10 carries of 40 yards. Michael Pittman for the Colts, eight receptions, 97 yards and a touchdown. So the Jacksonville Jaguars started things off early about five minutes left in the first quarter with a nine-yard pass from Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley. Anthony Richardson answered with a two-yard run and then a Zay Jones 18-yard pass from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, closing off in the second quarter, put Jacksonville on top 14-7. Michael Pittman took a screen pass 39 yards from Anthony Richardson for seven. Which nodded the game up at 14. Brandon McManus field goal for three points. Uh, put Jacksonville on top, a DeForest Buckner 26-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, put Indy on top 21-17, to a Tank Bigsby run with five minutes left in the fourth, uh, put the Jaguars on top 24-21, to and then a Travis Etienne 26-yard rush put the Jags on top 31-21 to to win the game. So here's my instant reactions, man. I think Jacksonville is going to be fine. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to be fine. I think it was a good showing as far as their defense. I guess it's not exactly, but I mean, it's a 10 point win. So, how upset can you really be? You know what I'm saying? For Indy, it's, pro it's honestly pretty encouraging. I thought this game was going to be a lot less close. When you put it with teams that maybe Indy can compete with in their division, Houston and Tennessee didn't look all that good. I think Indy looked better than both of them. So, you know, you could be looking, if you're, if you're a Colts fan, you're probably going to assume that you're not going to beat the Jags out for, the, for first in the South. Um, but you do possibly look at a wild card spot. Uh, and then if you're Jacksonville, you just, you know, all attention over to the Chiefs this next week. So that actually brought me to one and three on the pickums. And I'm about to go like, what, one, two, two more games wrong. So starting off, this was okay. See, so I've said this like three times. And it's probably close between the Bengals game. But this is probably the game that I would have sold my house on that I would not be wrong. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Minnesota and beat the Minnesota Vikings 20-17. to 
Baker Mayfield leading the charge for Tampa, going 21 of 34 for 173 yards and two touchdowns. Rachad White going 17 carries for 39 yards. Mike Evans leading the Bucks through the air with six receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 33 of 44 with 344 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Alexander Madison, 11 carries, 34 yards. And Justin J. Jettis Jefferson with 150 yards receiving. Uh, Jordan Addison also played a very good game with four receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for this game, Chase McLaughlin started off things, you know, at the end of the first quarter with a 36-yard field goal. A Jordan Addison 39-yard pass from Kirk Cousins. Uh, gave Minnesota a four-point lead and a Greg Joseph 20-yard, 25-yard field goal. Gave them a seven-point lead. A Mac Evans 28-yard pass from Baker Mayfield. Knotted the game up at 10. Trey Palmer 7-yard pass from Baker Mayfield. Gave Tampa Bay that touchdown lead. Alexander Madison 4-yard pass from Kirk Cousins. Uh, knotted the game up at 17. And then with five minutes left, Chase McLaughlin nails a 57-yard field goal um, to win the game with five minutes left. Uh, I guess Minnesota just couldn't get it done. At the end of this football game, um, yeah, man, they uh, actually got the ball back, went three and out, <laughs> went three and out, and uh, then punted it back, tried to get the ball back, and Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Tampa Bay just ran that game out, ran that clock out. So instant reactions with this game, Tampa Bay, bro, like it's week one, so it's so hard to like not overreact and that's what I'm not like I'm not gonna overreact right I think Tampa Bay is still a very bad football team and I think that Minnesota is still a decent football team this may sway my opinion on if I think Minnesota is gonna win the north I still I still see Minnesota being a um a still still a playoff team you know I just don't have any doubts about that it's just you know, Justin Jefferson's a little a uh, little perturbed with his situation there. Uh, he just doesn't like losing, man, and nobody likes losing. But, you know, obviously when you go out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one, you know, it's hard to stay faithful on the season. The next game that I did get wrong, um, which I honestly totally forgot was even played. Like, I forgot about this game. Uh, Tennessee travels to New Orleans and loses 15-16 to to the Saints. For the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 16-34 for 198 yards and three interceptions. Good Lord, have mercy. Derrick Henry with 15 carries for 63 yards and DeAndre Hopkins in his Titans debut with seven receptions for 65 yards. Derek Carr for the Saints, 23 of 33 for 305 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Jamal Williams for the Saints, 15 or 18 carries for 45 yards. Chris Olave, eight receptions, 112 yards. I'm going to let y'all know if y'all are Chris Love or Chris Love. Chris Ova. Good Lord. Chris o Olave. Um, wow. If you are a Chris Olave fantasy owner, start him and start him in every single league you have him in in this next week. They go up against Carolina, and Carolina's J.C. Hornless and probably Dante Jacksonless. Uh, not that Dante is any good either, but, yeah, it's not going to be a good week for uh, for Panthers DBs, I'm not going to lie. Um, Nick Folk started things off in this game with a 50-yard field goal, a Blake Group 26-yard field goal followed by a Nick, Nick Folk 27-yard field goal. I mean, all all the uh, all the scoring except seven points were, were from the kicker. Or I guess six, six, since six points. Um, so, yes, a Blake Group 33-yard field goal brought it to 6-6. Nick Folk 31-yarder brought it to 9-6. Blake Group 52-yarder brought it to 
nine nine. Uh, Rashid Shahid, nineteen yard pass from Derek Carr brought the game sixteen to nine, and then Nick Folk with two field goals, one from forty five and one from twenty nine, brought the Titans within one, and then they just could not get it done at the end of the game. Uh, with New Orleans, I think New Orleans is definitely the favorite to win the NFC South right now. They played pretty solid. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, like, you're not going to win a football game with Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, there's just no way around it. Uh, you could be looking at him changing to Malik Willis or Will Levis, but it's hard for me to, like, wrap my head around the fact that Ryan Tannehill could be benched. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been such a mid-starter for so many years. It's just hard for me to envision him getting benched, but... Man, you keep throwing three interceptions, you're going to be sitting on the bench here pretty soon. Moving on to a game I got right in a pretty commanding win. Um, this is another game that I felt pretty confident in, but I wasn't sure about the quarterback situation. San Francisco travels to what was formerly Heinz Field and is now Acresher Stadium to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, and they ended up getting that win 32 7 Brock Purdy leading the charge for the Niners, uh, 19 of 29 for 220 yards and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions, 129 yards and two touchdowns. Kenny Pickett, 31 of 46 for 232 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Najee Harris leading the Steelers on the ground for six carries, 31 yards. And then Allen Robinson, five receptions for 64 yards for the Steelers. The Niners got out and Got ahead and got ahead early. Uh, 17 straight points. Brandon Ayuk, 8-yard pass from Brock Purdy. A Jake Moody, 41-yard field goal. A Brandon Ayuk, 19-yard pass from Brock Purdy, uh, followed by another <laughs> Jake Moody field goal, so I guess 20-0. to zero. And then a Pat Fryermuth, 3-yard pass from Kenny Pickett. Uh, pulled the Steelers within 13 with 10 seconds left in the first half. A Christian McCaffrey 65-yard touchdown run to open up the third quarter brought the game 27-7 in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. And a Jake Moody 40-yard field goal brought the game from 30 or brought the game to 30 to 30-7 in favor of San Fran. So, man, if you're a Niners fan, you love what you see, right? The Niners played a pretty a pretty flawless game, you know, if you're a Steelers fan. So I won't touch on the Niners too much, right, because it's what we expected. It wasn't exactly a huge challenge. I mean, they were favored, what, 58% to win just to start the game, you know. So it's definitely what you want to see if you're a Niners fan. If you're a Steelers fan, you're like, what? You know, it's, it's a hard test week one. You, you don't want to overreact, but every team in the North – got to win except the one team that you know is better than you in Cincinnati. So it can't be too encouraging, you know. <laughs> since he's pro or Pittsburgh's probably going to finish 8-8 eight, and eight, 1, get that Mike Tomlin record ex uh, extended and uh yeah, call that a season. <laughs> uh but no, Kenny Pickett did not look good, which I pray on Kenny Pickett's downfall. So not too upset about that. Moving on to another game that scared me, but that I did get the win in, um, was Arizona traveling to FedEx Field to face the Washington Commanders uh, and ended up getting beat 16-20. to For Arizona, Josh Dobbs, 21 of 30 for 132 yards. It's crazy. Josh, Josh Dobbs was an opening season starter. James Conner, 14 carries for 62 yards. Rondell Moore, three receptions for 33 yards. For Washington, Sam Howell, 19 to 31, 202 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Brian Robinson, many men have wished death upon me. If y'all remember from last year, y'all would know I say I sing that little bit of 
um, 50 cent every time I announce Brian Robinson's name. Uh, 15 carries for 59 yards. Curtis Samuel, wow, Curtis Samuel, five receptions for 54 yards for the Commanders. Commanders jumped out in front with a Brian Robinson seven-yard pass from Sam Howell uh, with four minutes left in the first, answered by a Matt Prater field goal, uh, another Matt Prater field goal, a Cameron Thomas two-yard fumble return, which brought the game 13-7 to in favor of Arizona, a Joey Sly 30-yard field goal, followed by a Matt Prater 37-yarder, Sam Howell six-yard run, and then a Joey Sly 33-yard field goal to extend the uh lead to four points in which Arizona was just not able to uh, uh, overcome that deficit. Arizona was favored about 72% when they were up six. It's a cold world we live in. Um, Here's my thing, man. I don't think either team is going to be very spectacular. Obviously, Arizona's probably the worst team in the league league right now, except Carolina's held that they're probably contending up there right now. Um... But for Washington, I don't think they're going to compete in the East either. So take that as you will. Moving on to another game I got right. The Houston Texans traveled to M&T Bank Stadium to Baltimore and lose 9-25 to the Ravens. C.J. Stroud in his debut, 28 of 44 for 242 yards. Damian Pierce, 11 carries for 38 yards. Nico Collins, 6 receptions for 80 yards for the Houston Texans. Lamar Jackson, 17 to 22 for 169 yards and an interception. On the ground, Lamar had 6 carries for 38 yards. And Zay Flowers in his debut, 9 receptions for 78 yards. J.K. Dobbins, who we'll talk about a little later, out for the year, uh, started things off with a 4-yard touchdown run. Uh, followed by two field goals from Kaimi Fairbane, uh, one from 35 and one from 38. Two Justice Hill, wow, two Justice Hill, two-yard touchdown runs uh, brought Baltimore 22-6. to six. And then a Kaimi Farbarn, uh, Fairbane, wow, his name sucks. Hopefully Houston doesn't do a lot of scoring. Uh, 36-yard field goal from Fairbane brought the game from nine to 9 to 22. And then a Justin Tucker 39-yard field goal brought the game 9 to 25. So if you're Arizona, obviously like getting that week one win. If you're Houston, you don't probably have too many expectations. Stroud didn't look bad. If you're Baltimore, you know, you're lucky that you get that sense that the Baltimore defense carried you because – 17 to 22 for 169 yards and an interception out of your quarterback is not going to win you many games. Well, it might win you some games, right? If your defense plays so good, but once you get to the playoffs, you're not going to be able to ride that to success. So you definitely want to see Baltimore get a little more involved on offense. Houston, you know, you're trying to contend for a wild card spot, I guess. You know, nobody's going to beat the Jags, I don't think. So, you know, you, I guess keep just keep. Keep pounding, man. Uh, Moving on to, oh, my favorite game of the week. The Green Bay Packers travel to Soldier Field and defeat the Chicago Bum Bears 38-220. Let's start it off, man. Let's start it off. Jordan Love, 15-27, 245 yards and three touchdowns. He said, he said, what what, what, what A-Rod said? He said, I still own you. He said, new face, same owner. Do you know what I am saying? Aaron Jones, nine carries, 41 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, did I say his name once? I'm going to say it twice. Aaron Jones, two receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. And now let's talk about y'all's MVP dark horse, Justin Fields. 24 or 37, 216 yards. God did. God did. Hey, he passed for over 200 yards. God did, right? 
No, he did not. One touchdown, one interception. Justin Fields, nine carries, 59 yards. Darnell Mooney, four reception, 53 yards, one touchdown. DJ Moore was targeted twice in this game. Twice, not once, not three times, twice. Didn't have a reception. Wow. Let's start it off. Romeo Dobbs, eight yards from Jordan Love. Cairo Santos, 47-yarder. Cairo Santos, 29-yarder to bring it to seven to six. Anders Carlson, 52-yarder. Aaron Jones, one-yard touchdown. Aaron Jones, 35-yard touchdown. Darnell Mooney, 20-yard pass from Bumfields. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, here go one more for you. Four-yard touchdown. Quay Walker, of all people, 37-yard pick six. Oh, my God, Fields threw a pick six. Good Lord. Rashawn Johnson, two-yard touchdown run to bring the game within 18. <laughs> nah, bro. I ain't going to spend too many time. And, bro, the Packers had about a minute less of time of possession because they were just scoring too damn early and too damn fast. So, hey, hey, this is a shout-out to all the Bears fans. You know, I know Tyler sometimes listens to this. Uh, I don't, I, don't, I think I got a couple, maybe maybe a couple more Bears fans. Um, I know Terrell, if you're listening to this, you're a Lions fan, so you could you could sympathize this. Don't worry about the Lions. Ain't nobody worried about the Lions. Week 10 on Thursday Night Football, we, we could be 0-9, and, and we're still going to beat the, the Bears. You can mark my words right now. As God is my witness, Wednesday, September 13th at 5.35 p.m., we will not lose to the Chicago Bears. I can promise you that. Do you know what I am saying? The Chicago Bears are bums. Shout out to Green Bay. They actually played really good. Um, yeah, shout out Matt Stillman. Moving on. <laughs> To uh, so I've picked like two three games in a row right. Uh, moving on to a game I did not pick right was the start of the Sean Payton era in Denver with the Raiders winning seventeen to sixteen as they traveled a mile high field uh, against the Denver Broncos. Jimmy Garoppolo twenty to twenty six for two hundred yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Josh Jacobs nineteen carries forty eight yards. Josh Myers nine receptions eighty one yards and two tutties. Russell Jeffrey Dahmer Wilson twenty seven thirty four for one hundred seventy seven yards and two touchdowns. Javante Williams 13 carries for 52 yards. Samaj P. Ryan four receptions for 37 yards. The Raiders got started early with a Jacoby Myers three yard pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. LaJordan Humphrey five yard pass from Russell Wilson and Will Lutz missed the PAT. Daniel Carlson 24 yarder. Cortland Sutton five yard pass from Russell Wilson. A Will Lutz 24 yarder brought the game. Uh, Denver up by six, and then a Jacoby Myers six-yard pass from Jimmy Garoppolo with six minutes left in the game. Won it for Vegas, who sits atop of a winless AFC West right now. Enjoy that. If you're a Raiders fan, screenshot that. Shout out my boy Parker Stiver. Y'all got a week one win. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel me? Um, but, yeah, man, Denver's, Denver's cheeks. Uh, Raiders still probably aren't very good, but they did enough to get it done. So, Moving on to a game I also picked right was the Philadelphia Eagles 25-20 over the New England Parrot, Parrot, Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Um, Jalen Hurts off the, after that massive contract extension, 23, 22 of 33, 170 yards and a touchdown. Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries for 54 yards. A.J. Brown, 7 receptions for 79 yards. Macaroni and Cheese Jones, 35 of 54 for 316 yards, 3 touchdowns, and an interception. Ezekiel Elliott, 7 carries, 29 yards in mid-season form. Literally, mid-season form. Getting a fumble, or losing a fumble. Uh, And then Kendrick Bourne, 6 receptions for 64 yards and 2 tutties. Jake, actually, the... Eagles went on a 16-0 run in the first quarter with a Jake Elliott field goal, a pick six by 
Darius Slay for 70 yards and a Devontae Smith five-yard pass from Hertz. A Hunter Henry nine-yard and Kendrick Board 19-yard pass from Mac Jones brought the game 16 to 14. Jake Elliott 56-yard field goal, 48-yard field goal, 51-yard field goal put the Eagles ahead 25 to 14. And then a Kendrick Bourne 11-yard pass from Macaroni and Cheese Jones uh, as after failing the two-point conversion uh, brought the game within five. And Philly was just able to hold on. So Philly sitting at third in the NFC West right or East right now um, because everybody won except, wow, we got to talk about that game. Yeah, we'll talk about that game. Uh, Philly looked pretty good. New England actually looked pretty good, and I despise Mac Jones, so I don't want to talk about him anymore. Last four games of week one, the Miami Dolphins travel to SoFi Stadium and defeat the Los Angeles Chargers 36-34, to and which was a really good game. Tua Tungavailoa, 28-45. Five for 466 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Raheem Mostert, 10 carries, 37 yards and a tutty. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 215 yards and two tutties. Justin Herbert, 23 of 33 for 228 yards, a tutty. Austin Eckler, 16 carries, 117 yards and a tutty. Keenan Allen, oh, I got to sneeze, six receptions, 76 yards. Lord. Good Lord. <coughs> oh, my Lord, have mercy. That's the first time I sneezed on camera. I'm trying to roll through it because we're already at 32 minutes, and i got to eat dinner. Uh, Austin Eckler with a one-yard run, followed up by Raheem Mostert, two-yard touchdown run. Jason Sanders, field goal, Donald Parham, Madden 23, legend. Uh, one-yard pass from Justin Herbert, a river Craycraft, one-yard pass from Tua Tungavailoa, Cameron Dicker, 50-yard field goal, Jason Sanders, 41-yard field goal, a Herbert one-yard touchdown run, a Tyreek Hill 35-yard touchdown catch from Tua, Josh Kelly, two-yard touchdown run, Jason Sanders, 45-yard field goal, Cameron Dicker, 25-yard field goal in the game-winning touchdown with a minute 45 left in the game, Tyreek Hill, four-yard pass from Tua Tungavailoa. I am not a Dolphins fan, but damn it, do I love to see Tua succeed after the season he had last year. And I wasn't even a Tua fan, but, man, any any guy who can battle through all that, it, it's just amazing to see. The Chargers are going to be all right. Dolphins are going to be pretty good this year. Um, if you're watching week one as, as an AFC East fan, I mean, the Dolphins are the only team who won. Actually, the Jets won. But they're not going to win many games this year uh, anymore. So moving on to the Rams with a 30-13 to victory. And this was before Cooper Cup was announced out, and I picked the Rams to win this game. It worked out really good for me. 30-13. to 13. Matthew Stafford, 24-38 uh, for 334 yards. Who is this? Kyren, Willi- Kyren Williams. Shout out to the young man. 15 carries, 52 yards, two touchdowns for the Rams. 2-2 Atwell, six receptions, six receptions for 119 yards. Geno Smith, 16-26 for 112 yards and a tutty. Kenneth Walker, the third, 12 carries for 64 yards. DK Metcalf, three receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Started off with a Jason Myers 36-yard field goal. Kyron Williams, one-yard touchdown run. DK Metcalf, 10-yard pass from Geno Smith. Jason Myers, 42-yard field goal. Kyron Williams, seven-yard touchdown run. Brett Maher, 38-yard field goal. Cam Akers with a one-yard touchdown run. And then two Brett Maher field goals, one from 54 and one from 45. So, gets the the Rams a, a big week one win. I think the Rams are going to be pretty solid this year. I, th- I still think you know second in the West is still a pretty good prediction. It's just going to be hard with Cooper Cup. I don't know if they've officially put him on IR yet, but it's not a great sign. But the Rams' offense looked damn good, and we're going to talk about their you know star-studded little homie uh, rookie wide receiver. What's his what's brother's name? What's blood's name? Puka Nakua. I think that's how you say his name. 
Could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, man, a good showing for the Rams there. Not what you want to see if you're a Seahawks fan. Two more games left in which this wasn't even really a football game. Uh, I could really just sit here. So let me set the stage. We have a trying wrestling league, and I was down to my boy Hunter Miller. About 23 points. I had like a 19% chance of winning the game. Uh, he had Garrett Wilson to play. I had the Cowboys defense, and by golly, the Cowboys defense showed up and showed out with 40 points. Uh, we'll talk about, I guess, Dallas right now. Uh, Dak Prescott, 13-24 for 143 yards. Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. A great showing from Tony Pollard in his official like running back one role. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, four receptions for 77 yards. Daniel Jones, 15-28 for 104 yards uh, and two interceptions. You rang? Hey, pick up the phone. China's calling, my boy. Saquon Barkley, 12 carries for 51 yards. And Darren Waller in his debut, three receptions for 36 yards. Let's get it rolling into it, man. I see a whole lot of stars in the scoring summary. Noah, a oh my lord, Noah Aguirre-Hegable in a 58-yard uh, return off of a blocked field goal, a Brandon Aubrey 21-yard field goal, De'Aaron or De'Ron Bland with a 22-yard pick six, Brandon Aubrey 38-yard field goal, a Tony Pollard 2-yard run, Tony Pollard 1-yard run, and a Cavante Turpin 7-yard run, 40-0 to zero for the Giants, or for the Cowboys, there's really not a whole lot else to say about this game. Dallas looked fantastic. Dallas offense didn't look great, but Dallas looked fantastic. And then New York, bro, pack it up. There's really no coming back off of a 48 or 40-0 week one. Just pack it up, bro. Trade Saquon for what you can and pack it up. Uh, moving on to a game I got right but was not in the same fashion that I thought it was going to be in. Uh, the Buffalo Bills travel to MetLife Stadium. Um, what a back-to-back -back day for, for MetLife Stadium, getting blown out and then winning with the Jets. Um, Josh Allen, 29 of 41 for 236 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. James, James Cook, 12 carries for 46 yards. Stephon Diggs, 10 receptions, 102 yards, and a tutty. Zach Milfson. 14 to 21 for 140 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Brees Hall, 10 carries for 127 yards. Uh, and then Alan Lazard, two receptions for 46 yards, I want to say. Yes. Uh, some notable guys here. First of all, Brees Hall had a great game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, zero for one, zero yards, one sack. Prayers for Aaron Rodgers, man. Prayers. It's just a tough situation. Jordan Whitehead, two tackles. Two tackles, but three interceptions, my boy. That that Josh Allen, Jordan Whitehead connection was banging this past week. Um, and then a Xavier Gibson 65-yard punt return to win the game. Um, so this game was won on the heels of Brees Hall, Xavier Gibson, Jordan Whitehead, and really the whole Jets defense and the arm of Josh Allen. Josh Allen, what the hell were you doing out there on Sunday? You know, he threw the first interception that was a real Stevie. And I was like, okay, huh, whatever. This is Josh Allen. Everybody throws a bad pick. Then he threw another one. I was like, huh, maybe he was trying to punt it. Maybe he was trying to punt it. You know, wide receiver, quarterbacks will do that sometimes. Or he's like, you know, F it, digs down there. I mean, he was like basically F it, Jordan Whitehead down there somewhere. Um, and then the last one was just atrocious, bro. I'm like, what are you doing? And then the fumble, uh, which let the Jets tie it up. Uh, yeah. And then Tyler, they did drive down the field, and Tyler Bass hit a 50-yarder just for, you know. And, and the Bills had a chance. They changed the rules for Josh Allen, and he's 0-5 in overtime since. Yeah, if you're a Bills fan, it was not encouraging at all. And I'm usually a Bills glazer. There's not a whole lot to glaze from this last game. Um, and if you're a Jets fan, 
although you got the win and you're sitting at top of the AFC East right now because of strength of schedule, you still aren't feeling too good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, no Aaron Rodgers really sucks. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, those was my predictions for week one, uh, about 40 minutes in. So I'm going to try and roll here so you guys aren't here for too long. Uh, my award trackers, my MVP is Joe Burrow for 14. He, he went 14 of 31, 82 yards and zero touchdowns. Offensive player of the year, which is honestly looking back on it, is a terrible decision to take MVP and offensive player of the year from the same team. But Jamar Chase, five receptions, 39 yards and zero touchdowns. My defensive player of the year was my first good pick. TJ Watt, five tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. Offensive rookie of the year prediction. Bryce Young, 30 or 20 of 38 for 146 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He also had three carries for 17 yards. Will Anderson Jr., my defensive rookie of the year prediction, six tackles, one sack. DeMar Hamlin did not play. He was my comeback player of the year prediction. He still will be comeback player of the year, I'm telling you right now, as long as he steps foot on the field. And then Zach Taylor with a terrible showing for my coach of the year prediction. He's 0-1 with a 3-24 to loss against the Browns. So, we're going to move on real quick to my players of the week, my AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. TJ Watt, my AFC Defensive Player of the Week, except that will be shared with Jordan Whitehead now, but TJ Watt, five tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and then Jordan Whitehead with three interceptions. My AFC Offensive Rookie of the Week, Anthony Richardson, 24 of 37, 223 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 10 carries for 40 yards for the young man. Definitely played the best out of any of the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, and then my Defensive Rookie of the Week for the AFC is split between Will Anderson Jr. and Christian Gonzalez. Uh, Will Anderson with the six tackles, one sack, and then Gonzalez had five tackles and one sack. So moving on to my NFC players of the week, my offensive player of the week, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 11 carries for 152 yards, a touchdown, and three receptions for 17 yards. Offensive or defensive player of the week for the NFC was Jesse Bates, 10 tackles for uh, in a forced fumble and two interceptions. And my rookie of the week for the a NFC was Puka Nuka uh, with 10 receptions for 119 yards for the young man. And defensive rookie of the week was Brian Branch with three tackles, a pass deflection, and a 50-yard pick six to essentially beat the Chiefs. So next we're going to move on to my some news. Um, uh, a lot of injury news here, man. Uh, Brian Burns will play. He has no new contract as of right now. And really, I don't even know if it's in sight. But, um, yeah, no new contract for Burns, but he will play. Staying a professional about it. Came out there, two sacks and forced fumble. Burns looked damn good. Uh, Anthony Richardson did go down at the end of the Colts game, but he's expected to be all right. Cooper Cup, yes, he did go on IR. I actually had to write it down. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. Are the Chiefs, Vikings, and Bengals on fraud watch? Vikings, maybe. Bengals and Chiefs, I don't think so. Um, I think those two teams are going to be fine. Maybe the Vikings are fraudulent. Because uh, losing to the Bucks is not a good sign. Um, and then how about them Dallas Cowboys, right? I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan. You can ask Kay Dynan. Um, that Cowboys defense looked insane, and they're and they're gonna have another good week against the Jets this next week. But the the Dolphins defense is or the the Jesus the Cowboys defense is not what scares me. The Cowboys offense is what scares me, right? It'll be interesting to see it. I think that the Cowboys and Eagles are going to have a hell of a battle for the AF NFC East. I'm sorry. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how it happens. And, and then, hey, shout out them boys in Detroit. Shout out Terrell Griffin. They're not the, old, the same old Lions, man. They look different. They look like it's so crazy to me watching Sunday and Monday night football because it's like, damn, this is what it's like to watch a real team play football. And then them Detroit Lions look like a damn real team. 
this last Thursday night. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm really excited for the Lions. They definitely had this coming for, for so long. Um, so it's good to see Detroit play well. And then my last note is just Danny Dimes is a fraud. He's so fraudulent. <laughs> Moving on to my week two picks, uh, and then we're going to get you guys out of there. <clears throat> Thursday night football, my birthday turning 21. I'm just going to be, you know, watching the game, hanging out with my people. Um, Thursday night football, September 14th. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Philadelphia Eagles. I have the Vikings in this game, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling. Uh, Packers-Falcons, I have the Packers in this football game. Raiders at the Bills, I have the Bills in this game. Ravens at Bengals, I have the Bengals getting back on track in this game. Seahawks at Lions, I actually have the Seahawks winning. I think they had such a lackluster. I just have a lot of bounce-back teams here. Uh, Chargers at Titans, I have the Chargers. Bears at Bucks, give me the Bucks. Chiefs at the Jaguars, give me the Chiefs. Colts at the Texans, give me the Texans. 49ers at the Rams, give me the Niners. Giants at the Cardinals, give me the Giants. I just think the Cardinals are so bad. Uh, Jets at Dallas, give me the... Okay, see, this is what I love. So I prepared this episode before Monday Night Football. I had the Jets winning. I had. I'm switching this pick. It's recorded on Wednesday, so I can switch it to the to to the Cowboys because, you know, with no A-Rod, there's just no chance. Offense looked terrible outside of Brees Hall. Commanders at the Broncos. I have the commander. Or I have the Broncos. I'm sorry. Uh, the Dolphins at the Patriots. I have the Dolphins, and this could be the last time I spoke on it. I'm not going to pick them every game. This is probably going to be the last time I pick Carolina. Um, but Saints at the Panthers. I do have the Panthers. Browns at the Steelers. I also have the Browns moving to two and zero. So. Man, it's going to be interesting to recap next week. A lot of big football to be played, and it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of teams, you know, react and, and improve on week one. So I'm really excited for it, man. Um, but yeah, man, that's going to do it for uh, really an action-packed first week of NFL football. I want to thank you guys for joining so much, and I really, really appreciate anyone who has reached out after listening. Um, I'm telling you, it really means the world to me. Um, if you guys any have anything you want me to talk about, any suggestions, just please, you know, if you're one of the listeners who, who has my personal contact information, please let me know, man. Um, or if you ever want to get on the podcast, man, just let me know. And that goes to anybody listening. Um, I want to invite any of you guys listening to follow the podcast on Twitter or TikTok under at that six podcast. Um, and I hope this game, this week goes better for your Panthers fan, but, but it's probably not going to, uh, but anyways, that's going to do it for today. I hope y'all have a good week. Stay safe and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.